genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today we're preparing to annihilate Minute 101, which begins with Andy telling us that he's hard-pressed to recall any processed foods he actually misses, and ends with Andy letting us know that the blank Oliver is doing all right. It's, um, yeah, that, that moment with the Cornetto wrapper is mm-hmm. so, I don't know if microcosm is the right word. Or synecdic, I don't know, but the 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 it's so perfect the Cornetto cameo in this movie. Oh, okay, Be- yeah, because it's a little bit funny and a little bit sad. At the yeah, same time. that's true. Well, because you're like, oh, that's so funny, but also the character is like, no, 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 please come back. And it's just a rapper. That's the <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like, what are you? What are you just gonna try and lick the rapper? Just the memory was so painful for him. Yeah, remembering what he had lost. Oh man. A uh, mint Cornetto. A the mint, best one. Mint chocolate chip Cornetto. I've never had a Cornetto, but that would be my favorite one. Yeah. I'm a mint be, chocolate guy. I like mint chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. What are the other ones? Uh, you mean in the trilogy? Yeah. Uh, I think it's <laughs> a strawberry one yeah. is the is the first the one. And then, and then classic is blue. Classic is blue? Yeah. Classic is basically like chocolate and peanuts, you know, like oh, a drumstick. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, I... I, I I don't disagree with what you're saying about the Cornetto uh, uh, tie-in. It does feel a little like kind of just like, oh, yeah, we got to get this in somewhere kind of vibe to me. Yeah. Um, which I don't I don't love, but I, I also don't disagree with what you're saying. I guess my, my issue is like it would be one thing if I couldn't – if I if I couldn't look at this movie and be like, uh, you know – Oh, there's there like I, there's nowhere you could have put a uh, uh, you know a cornetto scene that would have been any more on the nose than this. Right, right. Well, I just mean like there's nowhere you could have fit it in. Right, without yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Yeah, without it being like, like being like ah uh, ah uh, right. Does except, anybody want thumbsticks? Right. Like- except like I think you could because they literally go to a service station. Oh yeah, that's true. While they're like maybe like while they were waiting for Gary, they all have a cornetto. Yeah, or or Gary comes out with the, the cornettos, cornetto. or yeah. like they're all eating cornettos in the car when yeah. they're like yeah, waiting you know. for yeah, yeah. Because you think about it, the first one was they're just eating it, right? And it's a it's a hangover cure. Yeah, it's a hangover cure. And hot fuzz is they're just eating it while like passing time, right? And then and this one it would just been the, yeah the same thing. Like, it's never been too fine a point, so right? That, right. Would, that would attract. Yeah, so I don't know. I, it's kind of like uh, it could be. It could be in the service of this is such a heavy ending. Mm-hmm. Billions upon billions of people are dead, mm-hmm. and maybe it's like just letting you know that it is still a comedy with these little moments here and there, kind of like Gary's mom dying. Mm-hmm. These moments of black harsh comedy, sure, that are sure. still a relief. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. You know, it's like I, I think it would have been ah, here here we go. I I'll plus it up. You keep this exactly the way it is, except earlier you have him offer Cornettos to everybody and Andy turns it down because he's not eating processed he's food. Veg. He's not eating processed yeah, foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then now it's just like, Oh, I could have 
I could have had I, one I last Cornetto, but I, I, I turned I it down. I didn't know. I didn't know. It's like yeah. it's like those like those last those like social things you canceled right before quarantine. Right, like, right. Oh, crap. Uh, I like I like the line in the script where this happens. He says, "I'm hard pressed to recall any processed foods I miss." And then it says, "A mint Cornetto wrapper flutters onto the fence and then flies away." Andy's slavering chops betray him. Slavering <laughs> <laughs> chops. His slavering chops. Man, yeah, I really uh, chops could come back, and I'd be happy with it. Yeah, yeah. In, in relation to like. People, yeah, yeah. I always hear it. I hear it with like animals, yeah. like dogs and cats and mm-hmm. stuff. But, I'll, I'll but, be, yeah, but yeah. licking their chops isn't said enough in today's day. And age. No, hopefully, no. hopefully we won't need to say it more. We don't have to deal with like coyotes or anything. <laughs> um, Super coyotes. So let's talk about the blinks because sure. I have a lot of questions about this. Okay, so the so the blinks wake up, um, and you know, obviously they're a little lost. Uh, which I think is fair because they're used to being controlled by like a, you know, a, a, a network, a, a, a hive mind, a hive mind. Right. And now they don't have a hive mind. Now they're disconnected. They've been forced out of the cave. Right. Um, they're disconnected just like the rest of the world. Uh, and so cursed with self. The thing that is, I think, the most fucked up about this, the blank stuff is that they are closer to human now than they were before but they're treated less human than they were before it's so it's so beautiful and so it, i don't know like everything about this feel the reason i think even you were talking about this last week why the ending works so well for me personally is yeah it, it all feels so honest it does as crazy as it is because no matter what we do no matter what choices we make collectively as a species there's always this curveball we didn't plan on yeah and it's so perfect. Like Gary never in a million years thought, what if they wake up a week later? Right. And so these unintended consequences that we didn't ask for. Right. But we have to deal with. And right. We, and we can't avoid. And it is so human that most of us would react in anger and hate because we see that over and over again in our history. Yes. The need to like put our hate on something and throw something in. Blame someone for something. The other. Right. Yeah. And it makes what Gary does – all the all the more meaningful because it, it's sort of like why kind of it's a kind of almost his way of like earning not not to go into other minutes sure 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 well I I, I also I I want to I guess specifically I want to point out the fact that like okay so you have these blanks they wake up um you know we're only seeing the blanks in Newton Haven but presumably there are blanks everywhere mm-hmm. um that are are waking up and probably being reacted to in a similar way like the entire country of the United States probably yeah um and and so well they're probably working out just fine over there. They're probably yeah. doing okay because um, uh, they're all blanks and, and so they're all fine. And they're all – Because they're, like they're, blank Genosha. Yeah, blank Genosha. Yeah. And they're – because they're all the, – the thing about the blanks and um, again, not, not to get into other minutes, but like they seem to – they were cr- created specifically to be the person that they were when they were human minus their flaws, minus all of the things that make them complicated mm-hmm. or – uh, troublesome mm-hmm. or they have emotional baggage or difficult. difficult. Right. And so these are the most well-adjusted versions of all of these people. So if everyone in America was a blank, say, save, say, like, I don't know, 10,000 people. Sure. Just just to, for the sake of yeah, argument. Yeah, for the sake of argument, 10,000 versions of the two dudes that we saw in Newton Haven. Exactly. 
Okay, so so say Ted there's Cruz. Say, say there's yeah say there's ten thousand people um, who are still human, uh, and we're talking you know seven million something yeah. like that mm-hmm. um, people. No, seven billion people, right? Globally? No, no. How many in America? What's the population That's of America? It. I don't remember seven. off the top of my head. It's one of those things that you like learn in geography, and then like it's because yeah. it's just like a random number. I forget seven hundred and fifty million, something like that. Um. Anyway, I'm looking it up right now. Population of USA. It is three hundred twenty-eight point two million people. Okay. okay. So let's say ten thousand of those. Ten thousand of those, or were, or let's just say one percent. One percent of them are yeah. are are human. You can call, rest, them, call them survivors, call them cowards, call them what you will. They're there, right? But the rest are blanks. And important to note that in this scenario, I think the first people that they would have turned were people of influence, as they said earlier. So that means that the one percenters, billionaires, Jeff Bezos, people, no, the blue check marks, if you will. Yeah, they're all blanks. Yeah, presumably. Um, because they would want them to for like a trickle down right. effect. At least that was what it seemed like the network was theorizing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, influencers, George like Takei, blanked. Right, of course, definitely first. First, he'd be first to be blanked. Um, so you like being in the network, yeah. So, so that means that, like, yeah, like, like you know, the one percent that's left of humans. It, I, I think you're right. I think that like the blanks. Would get their shit together yeah. a lot faster, I think, than like, than humans like, would. Oh my, we have to build a, a public a mass public transport system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one that works because, yeah. uh, like, I don't think any of that knowledge would be gone. Yeah. I just think they would just know what to do with it better, right? And and they wouldn't be they wouldn't be controlled as much by humans like they are here. No, yeah, where the percentage is lower. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, yeah, right now we're seeing that they are are treated as as subhuman. They are. Being like driven out of town, yeah, and cast out and thrown at, and it's so. And yeah, the context of like Arthur Blank Arthur just giving the dude the middle finger, yeah, is yeah. just like I'm angry, but I'm also not like Blank Oliver, Blank Oliver, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's not you, he's not human, right? Well, okay, so so taking away the the idea of a uh, Blank Genosha in America, mm-hmm. um, I a uh, couple of things are interesting to me. Um, one. This shot of them all walking away from the world's end, uh, walking out of the wreckage of the world's end, uh, which is uh, pretty poetic and nice. Um, this, sh- these shots are – their movements are a direct, direct beat-for-beat beat movement recreation of the dancers in the opening of Shaun of the Dead. Oh, that's right. That true. are walking down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the people that are coming out of the, par- the, the, mm-hmm. the rave or whatever. If this were any other director, I would say that that was a reach. Yeah, but I don't think so. Literally, like the the beats are the same. Yeah, the beats are the same. So so then we get to this we get to this shot of them walking down this sort of like chain link corridor. Yeah. Who built this? <laughs> yeah. Why are these houses like a blank ghetto? Mm-hmm. Were there some? Are there humans that are on their side yeah. to a certain extent? Are, are there are there humans that are decent? And maybe more empathetic to the plight, or maybe mm-hmm. more sensible, mm-hmm. and are able to be like, "Hey, these people are not a threat. These beings are not a threat. Right? We need to save them from getting ripped apart and murdered. Right? So we need to erect some kind of crude wall. Yeah. To and and like sanction a part of the of the ruined neighborhood or, or town yeah. where they can at least be safe from getting ripped apart and murdered by the post apocalyptic human mob. Right. Right. So so then it's like okay. 
like who's doing that and and why? And it, I do find it extremely interesting that because in my mind, because I don't have a lot of uh, I, I I very much am on the side of Tommy Lee Jones and Men in Black. Sure, persons are smart, mm-hmm. clever. People are dumb and and awful. Yeah. Um. And and I I believe that if anything like this similarly happened, where there was another race of beings who were prior to being released from this, uh, uh, were essentially working for a network, mm-hmm. and then were suddenly freed. And people it, see yeah. the, saw them as beneath them. Yeah. I I think we're like three seconds away from having slavery again. Yeah, and they're like, and they're directly tied to the means of their of the humans' ruin. Right. So they're perfect scapegoats for right. their wrath. Right. Like they knew. Right. And the whole thing about how do we like, know they're not going to just get turned back on? Right. And it's and it's surprising that they didn't go that direction, considering they are, there's that whole like robot means slave and we're not slaves. That whole oh thing. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, it, it's really honestly surprising that they just didn't become slaves at the end of this. Yeah. Gosh, that's so dark. Yeah, no, it is super dark. Yeah, yeah. But but it also could have it added feels like it was being set up a little. Bit. It, it does, right? Yeah. But I, I almost wonder if that was like a note at some point in like one of the drafts. I mean, it's not in the draft that we have. Right, the draft yeah. we have is exactly the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, minus a few a few elements that we've talked about. That we've talked about. Um, but it's it is, uh, very interesting that it's like. It does seem like that's what it, where it was being set up yeah. for. Because I mean, I think I think if you took a delicate hand with it, I think that there could have been you could have said something about humanity in terms of like oh, without with like it's it's kind of fucked up that without yeah. like it's kind of fucked up that without slaves like we wouldn't have the society that we have today. Yeah, yeah. And like that's kind of fucked up that we had to build our society on the backs of slaves and look we're doing it again. We're doing it. History repeats itself. Yeah. You you could there could have been yeah. with a delicate hand there yeah. could have been something. It's, it's almost, I don't know if this is the movie for it. It's like an extra degree of Rod Serling. Yeah. The idea of like that feels like a thesis statement in a Twilight Zone episode is given yes. the opportunity humanity will always find a, per, a, a race or person or class to subjugate. Yes. To put on the backs. Yes. And, and help us make stuff. Right, right, right. So um, so it is interesting that they didn't go that direction because I think you're right. It does seem like it's set up yeah. and then doesn't really go anywhere. It kind of feels like it's like a shade out of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. How, how to pull that off comedically. Right, right. And that's the problem. And I think that's why – I, I think that's why they definitely didn't go there, assuming that yeah. they ever thought to go there yeah. to begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Without getting into like yeah crazy like Mel Brooks territory, right? Exactly. You know? uh, not, um, not that I don't love Mel Brooks. Sure, sure. Um, but you know his his movies were over time. Yeah. I have a fun. <laughs> I have a fun head that these help that uh, two big uh, proponents of these walls and safety measures were Sam and Stephen. Mm. Maybe because they had a bit more perspective than the average human. That's interesting. And they also have the emotional of like that's my brother and like this is these are my friends. That's an interesting thought. That maybe they had more of like look like they're not bad. Right, right, right. That's an interesting thought. Um, I I I kind of like that. I I wish I because I like that especially because I wish we had more of the two of them. Yeah. In this epilogue, we don't get a lot. Yeah. We get like. A we, shot of them. We get we get the fact that they're together, but that's not the most interesting thing about what. Right, and like, we'll talk more about that in tomorrow's yeah. minute. But yeah, um, I uh, okay. So let's see. So so yeah, it seems that they're in a blank ghetto. 
Um, this scene reminds me of scenes from like X Men comics. Oh, great! Yeah, a lot. Um, and I boy, oh boy, that would be fun—an Edgar Wright X Men movie. Oh uh, yeah, That's I mean, like super sixties. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't even need it. I don't even think it need, would need to be super sixties. Honestly, we already got one of those. Um, uh, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, but I, 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 this bit where he turns around and gives the middle finger cause they throw a coin and his, and it's like performing a perfect, like, like rotation. <laughs> yeah. It's just like going around his head and he just like gets really annoyed and throws him the middle finger. Um, what I like about that is this is a, uh, perfect mirror of when he gives them the middle finger at the beginning in the prologue. Oh, right. Yeah, on the yeah, phone. On when he's on the phone, including there was a chain link fence behind him when he did it. That's crazy. Because they were like, he was like in front of, uh, like, it looked like a basketball court or something. Yeah. 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 Um, so pretty cool. Uh, and then, yeah, we learned that Oliver has uh, continued being a real estate mogul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is uh, somehow selling homes still in the post-apocalypse. Good on him. Um, and this is kind of what I'm talking about. Like this specifically, this element of this specifically is sort of why I think overthinking this ending is, is a little silly Um, in terms of like, you know, it's just an allegory, you know, it's like, because it's like, it's like, obviously the world isn't over. Right. I mean, it is uh, the world. We know it is over. But in this world, in the world of this movie, it didn't mean that like billions of people died. I, I like I, I why would you why would you have a real realtor selling homes if like in none of that matters? You yeah. just go squat in one. The, you know? uh, yeah. The for sale sign is a really nice touch and it kind of visually yeah. tells you that society's still there. Yeah. This is kind of like a, still chugging along. It's almost like a Douglas Adams kind of tone. Yeah. Of like, yeah, like Hitchhikers opens with the earth blowing up and billions of people are dead. Right. And that is addressed and dealt with, but in a comedic offbeat way where you're right. kind of like Douglas Adams doesn't want you to focus on the mass death that just happened. Right. It's just a tool for the comedy. Right. And the message. Right. Um, and so like, I, I don't know, like I like this little, this little bit of, of, of sort of like, Oh, society yeah. still chugging along and the it, way that it kind of used to. Yeah. And it speaks that speaks incredibly true to me watching this now mm-hmm. where we're doing that right now. Yeah. Where, yes, something incredible is happening that is changing the way we live. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, we're just trying to keep things chugging along. Yeah. With yeah. weird little things like, well, now you can buy masks with your favorite stuff on them because that's what we do. Right, right, right. Um, I really like the uh, the sweater he's wearing is uh, very Fifth Doctor. Um, oh, I think yeah. It's a, I think it's a polo sweater. It's like a fun that... couple. Yeah. See, look at that. Look at that Fifth Doctor sweater. Um, that was a nice touch. Have we ever gotten an Umbrella Doctor? Uh, yeah, that's the seventh doctor. Sylvester McCoy has an umbrella. That's right. Yeah. It's always closed. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I like that he, they're still looking for a house. I think that's funny. It's the same couple from the beginning. <laughs> they're still looking for a house, yeah. uh, which I like. And I think we need to talk about Oliver's soccer ball head. It's great. It means hope. Yeah. That's the thing is I just find this ending very hopeful because I'm not taking, I guess, cause I just don't take the, the apocalypse part of it yeah. as seriously well, as it's, it's cool. I think it's great because it, it implies it doesn't lie to you. It doesn't lie to the audience that cataclysmic things are going to happen. Right. That could happen and are happening and, yeah. and will happen in the future. Yeah. 
but it also speaks to something true is that we will always find a way to try and keep chugging along. Right. And, which which and, I find extremely hopeful yeah. and optimistic, and, ultimately. And in a weird way, we come full circle to what Shaun of the Dead was about. Yeah. Which is, you know, the great British resolve. Yeah. And that, you know, we will always put the kettle on and keep calm and carry on. And like, and now it's kind of broadening the scope to humanity. Yeah. And that's something that like we'll always do, no matter how insane things are getting outside. Yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> Um, one thing that I do want to talk about, so like we talk a lot about like the movie's allegory for getting sober mm-hmm. and the ending of this, you know, representing the fact that like once you go sober, one of the things that you have to learn is that like you can't make up for the things that you did to wreck relationships and wreck your life. All you can do is you can't repair those things necessarily, um, or at least a lot of them. Uh, all you can do is sort of pick up the pieces and move forward, move forward yeah. um, and and say like, you know, you can apologize, you can reckon with the things that you did, but you can't change the fact that you did them. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's what this whole ending is an allegory for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We keep saying, yeah, there's no hidden miracle deus ex machina. Right. Where like, no, just kidding. Like they go through with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, and I like that as like a – this is what going sober feels like. Yeah, you can't go back from that. So right, right. Um, so I like that. Uh, however, it, it does – I do wonder in that scenario, right? So that's the, that's the sort of like uh, uh, maxi allegory, right? What is the metaphor of the blanks do you think? Is there, is there one? Does it, does it fit into any of the stuff that we've talked about, the themes of this movie? Well, I mean, yeah, it, it's, so, it's so rich. I mean there's all kinds of – you know, they, to me, at least at the end of it, they represent a group of people that didn't ask for the circumstances in which they came mm-hmm. to this world. Sure. And they are sort of dropped in from another – literally another planet. Sure. And they aren't sure what – they are supposed to be doing sure but they're here sure and they are not in there they, they seem we're led to believe they're capable of empathy and humanity right. Right. in all the ways that we understand it Do you, and, and yet we other them yeah well yeah and, and the othering is the part that i think is interesting um and i'm, I'm trying to reckon with for like in terms of like the overall theme of the yeah. movie like what does that have to do with alcoholism and things like that there's an aspect of it that i could say it's it's sort of like they are much like you know Gary King in his arc they are almost like a micro version um of of the same arc which is that they had a life one way and then that re- life was wrecked and all they could do was move forward the best yeah. they could mm-hmm. um so like to a certain extent there's that but the othering of them is the part of it that makes that sort of micro allegory messy for mm-hmm. me yeah. um whereas like on a macro scale i think the allegory really works yeah yeah with, with them it's the othering that i find interesting um and i can't and quite I, figure out what know. that is the the idea of oppressors becoming oppressed mm-hmm. speaks to me of like the wheel of history sure sure you know about how like and then that but then that makes me think of like you know relapses are a part of the process sure and just because someone has ha, has a step back or a relapse or you know that doesn't mean that they should stop that that becomes then part of moving forward itself could and, could the aggress the aggress uh the aggression that are that is being aimed at the blanks could that maybe be an allegory for perhaps how sober people feel like in a society that is like kind of all about like drinking and everything and they're right. just like 
fuck, it's everywhere. Like, I just can't escape it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I have to be strong because it is interesting that Gary is leading the blanks later. Yeah. Um, and so, so if the blanks are representative of being sober and humans at the end of, and I'm just talking about the end of this. Yeah, yeah. And the end of, in, in the end of this movie, and the humans are, are, are representative of people who are, you know, continuing to drink and maybe not alcoholism in general, mm-hmm. but alcohol as a, as a, concept yeah right? yeah um maybe maybe that works yeah to a certain extent and um, how it's interesting how gary does seem to at the end find more connection with the blanks than with humans right right um because i think he's trying to move forward the same way they are yeah and yeah. they don't have the same biases that humans do right right you know where they would see gary and you know the way society saw gary which right. is like a rake right and like a fuck up right and these then these beings are more sensible mm-hmm. and more like oh, whatever yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting i have more thoughts about about gary leading the blanks when we get there but um sure. i think i think i i'm just kind of interested in in the sort of metaphor of what the blanks are in this in this section of the movie because i do think the othering of them i think is a really interesting choice yeah um i think it's a natural choice and i think that it uh, is a realistic choice, mm-hmm. but I I do find it interesting in terms of the um m- you know the macro allegory of the movie. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. So excited to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so guys, I know this is our last week, but uh, if you are on Facebook and you uh you aren't in the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub, you are missing out. Uh, and you will have permanently missed out by the end of this week. So, uh, you know, maybe just pop in there for a week if you haven't yet. Check out everything everyone shared over yeah. the course of three seasons of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then hop back out at the end of the week if you feel like. But uh, it's there. It'll always be there. Um, just like the Back to the Future one. Just like the Back to the Future one. Uh, that's the Cornetto Minute Listener's Pub on Facebook. And we will uh, be back tomorrow with Minute... 102, but for now, let's boot it.